The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. God made me punch in accurate numbers. My castle won't crumble. What I tackle will fumble. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Big says sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening the cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. I need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell. Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my step. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night This is the Code of Conduct with the King Podcast I am your host Jay Spence the King And I am excited for this week's episode I am happy to be back We got some Bills football this past weekend We got a bunch of stuff happening around the NFL We got some bad news, good news, got injuries, got some cuts Bunch of stuff to talk about, and I'm joined by somebody who I tend to call a friend, somebody I look at as a mentor, somebody who is big homie me in this whole thing. My man Antoine Staley, now I'm sorry, new beat reporter for the New York Jets. Represent, you know what? I'll let him introduce himself with all of that extraness. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah, um, it's good to be Jets beat writer now for New York Daily News, and I'm, I'm happy to be with you again. It's been a while. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's a that's a big deal though. The, New York Daily News. Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah, I'm doing all right for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what's up, man. Um, and it has been a while. We um, you know, uh, I think so. You've been on a couple times. I think the first time you were on, weren't you covering the Panthers? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, so let's just talk about that for a little bit. So you started with the Panthers, or what? Well, I actually in the NFL. The Dolphins. I'm saying Dolphins. So oh, I thought you went to the Dolphins next. Okay, go ahead. So tell me a little bit about your career so far and how how it's going. Yeah, I covered the Dolphins from 2013 to 2018, and then 
I covered the Panthers from uh, to that 2019 to uh, till last year, really. And then now we're doing the Jets. So we're now back in the AFC. So, you know, like you said, I just, you know, have to make two more runs and then, you know, I'll yeah. be four for four. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and go ahead and hit New England up and you know, spend a little bit of time with them. Go ahead and enjoy some seafood and then come to Buffalo. Man, I don't know if I, man, it's cold there, man. I don't know if I can handle it, man. Man. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but I do love the Bills fans. The Bills fans are great. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like of. it's funny, too. Like, so the Bills fans, I feel like they embrace people that typically embrace the fan base. But yeah, you, you're you're one of the dudes that, like, when I, wa- I watch, like, how you interact with people. And you really don't show any favoritism towards any fan. Like, you're not like, yeah, I'm kind of Bills Mafia. I'm not. Like, you don't do that. Like, you just, you, you're cool. You talk to everybody. And they kind of, we've kind of adopted you in a way, though. Like, we show you mad love. So, like, how, how did you get involved, really, with Bill's Mafia like this? Basically, what happened was, after it's Josh Allen. Like, when Josh <laughs> Allen came and played the Dolphins in 2018, and then, like, I, I, I loved him. I thought he was going to be a start in. And then this is obviously in the midst of a season where he struggled. He struggled as mm-hmm. a rookie, uh, had his ups and downs. But I saw a lot of potential in him, and I, I was just – fascinated by him that day he he almost single-handedly beat the dolphins by himself and that was the last actually the last time the dolphins beat the bills in 2018 but yeah he was just doing it on the ground through the air and i was like this guy's gonna be a top quarterback in the league like he has all the tools to be great and then dolphins fans were like oh you're crazy like you're nuts like he can't you know this guy's gonna be garbage and then bills fans were kind of seeing what i saw too and then, you know, I think a lot of people kind of gain my – I got to gain a lot of people's respect that day just because, I, you know, I could have easily just, you know, said what I said and, you know, catered to the Dolphins fan base. But, you know, I really thought Josh Allen was going to be a great quarterback. And, you know, here we are. I think arguably the best quarterback in football right now. Yeah, and, you know, and I think – that's been consistent with the Bills fans. Like, there's been some beat reporters in Buffalo that haven't been, like, the most – um pro bills i should say and and bills fans let him hear it and then you get somebody like marcel from espn when he was had his time in buffalo he was he wasn't necessarily again he wasn't pro bills like hey i'm a bills fan but he reported honestly and he wasn't and it wasn't negatively slanted so i think when that happens the bills fans just appreciate honesty and we appreciate just regular reporting like you don't have to bash us just because we jump through tables and drink beer and do all that craziness man but so we appreciate you man so uh let, let's get to your new team though man you with the jets and um the quarterback man so it's a rough situation <laughs> for him when it happened i text you i'm like yo if his acl is torn this is messed up but yeah luckily um it wasn't an acl tear it was a, a kneecap injury or knee injury uh meniscus yeah okay. meniscus injury uh it was just like they just went in and just did a little simple procedure, but it wasn't a tear or anything like that. And they feel like he can be back outside chance, you know, for week one. Uh, I think what complicates it is the bone bruise. He also has a bone bruise too, which is going to keep him off his feet for a little bit. So I think, I don't think they're going to rush him. They said they're going to wait till he's completely hundred percent healthy. I think they're fine with Joe Flacco starting week one. And it's just crazy that, Joe Flacco will be starting against his former team <laughs> in the Ravens. Like, uh, just this, you know, it's funny the storylines that we come up with, you know, week one of the season. And this is adding to the list of them. And it's almost like you would think like the NFL can't possibly create better storylines. But then it's like these just happen. Nobody, nobody would have thought that this injury would happen. But then, you know, it seems like they're just 
as far as leagues go, man, the NFL was undefeated, man. Yes. Like, you know, I love the NBA. Basketball was like my first love as a kid growing up and stuff. But as much as I love Braun and as much as I love Katie and everybody, whoever, it's just dude, the preseason, the 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 Hall of Fame game gets way more viewers than like the the NBA championship. And that's it it's just crazy to me. Yeah, it's wild. It does. Yeah, it does. And then yeah, they just I just saw like a article saying that. Yeah, the uh, preseason game between I think Pittsburgh and you know who I forgot who they were playing last week got more viewers than uh, the Red Sox Yankees last week. That's so nuts, I'm like, man. yeah, that's just that's crazy <laughs> that's to me. Nuts. I'm like, really? And that, that game was on NFL Network, and it still got tons of ratings. Yeah, see, and so and so to get back to to what we're talking about as far as Zach Wilson now, and you know them having somebody who I really didn't think would even be in the league at this point anymore to come in for him as his backup. Um, I think the way I looked at it, if, if it would have been an ACL tear, I think the jets would have absolutely tried to make a trade for somebody. I don't think we would have gone into the season like this for week one, but um, I mean, Joe Flacco's not the worst option. He's not Nate no. Peterman, you know, but, but you know, Joe Flacco can still throw the ball, but I just can't see this being something that they're comfortable with for more than like two or three weeks. Correct. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. For a game or two, I think they're fine with it. Like they're very confident in Joe Flacco. I mean, they've said all the right things. I mean, obviously Robert Sala uh, thinks that he'll tell you, he thinks he has three starting quarterbacks. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but (laughs) yeah, I I definitely think Joe Flacco is a good guy at this point in his career to have as a spot starter if you need it. But yeah, if this was this was more than a month or so, or out for the season, then I'm, I'm sure they probably would have inquired about Jimmy Garoppolo. All the everything made too much sense, you know, as far as you know, offensive system. He worked with Lafour, you know, in San Francisco. Um, obviously, has a understanding. Uh, Robert Sala knows who he is. So yeah, I definitely think had it been out for the season, then I think that would have been a perfect scenario for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah. So um, when well, when Zach Wilson comes back. Because this injury isn't, um, you know, is it, not long term. It's not going to be full season. Four to six weeks is kind of what I'm hearing. So that, yeah. in a way, it's around week two, week three. Yeah. Um, when he comes back and when he's healthy and he's back into the swing of things, from your perspective, I know you just got to New York, New Jersey. You just got there. What 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 do you feel like we can expect to see this year as a step forward? Looking at Zach Wilson's play, I, I see you were quick to say New Jersey. Too. New Jersey, New Jersey had to, <laughs> had to set the record straight. Uh, I mean, look, I think we, we, I think the Jets want to know an answer on Zach Wilson at this point. I mean, it's the second year in the year, you know, second year in the league. I mean, obviously he struggled last year, but you know, I definitely think you know the last four or five games of the season last year, you start to sell a little bit of signs. He didn't, he cut down on the turnovers. And I think that's what you want to see from a quarterback. I know, you know, everybody's, uh, you know, fascinated by the touchdowns and yardage and things like that. But, you know, I think some of the interceptions that he threw, including the one in the preseason game before he got hurt, is just kind of, you know, mind boggling. It's just kind of like, yeah, there's things that you just can't do. You can't just stare down receivers. This isn't BYU anymore. You're going to have to, you know, do some checks and, you know, make it seem like you're not going to certain receivers. And so, yeah, I think they just want to see some maturation in this process and really limited the turnovers, uh, something that he didn't do at least early on in the season. I saw his first game in Carolina where he ended up throwing four interceptions, but I also saw some potential too because he almost, you know, he almost brought that team back and beat the Panthers. Not that it's, yeah. that's really saying a lot, but 
you know, because the Panthers wasn't really good, but still his first game as a rookie and still almost brought him back to win a game. So he still, he has potential. It is a yeah. matter of just trying to rein that in. It's, I'm not calling him like Josh Allen, like that. I mean, I think they're two totally different players, but, you know, he has some characteristics like Josh Allen where he tries to do a little bit too much at times, or at least early on in his career. Yeah, yeah. He another thing that I feel like you can kind of compare early on career for Josh and and now for Zach Wilson. They're like they're polarizing figures. And I, yeah. now I don't know if it's for Zach. I don't know if it's New York because because New York that that market is a rough market to be in. Whether you're playing basketball, baseball, football, hockey doesn't matter. It's a rough market. And you know if you're not winning, they're beating you up in the paper. They're beating yeah. you up on radio. They're beating you up on TV. So, you know, I just think it's a rough market. So I don't know if it's because it's New York or if it's polarizing because of the same reasons that Josh is polarizing. But I see a lot of the flashes that I guess a lot of people don't want to see. And Bill's fans, of course, don't want to admit certain things. But, you know, I think the kid has a he has a he has all the talent in the world if he can put it together. Yeah, um, I think I think it, what it boils down, not to interrupt you, I think what it boils down yeah. to, and I think, uh, you know, I had asked the question of Garrett Wilson yesterday about how uh, of just the difference between catching the ball from Flacco as opposed to Zach Wilson. And, you know, he, you know, pretty honestly said, you know, Flacco knows when how to put some touch on the ball when needed. And Zach, you know, throws it sometimes a little bit 100 miles per hour. I think just knowing those little things, nuances of the game, you don't have to throw the ball you know, a hundred miles an hour just to, you know, get it past defenders. Sometimes you need a little bit of touch on there. Just knowing that type of thing, I definitely think is key to his maturation process. Oh, that was your question too. So you, you yeah. on a job and then you get the question that goes, that question took off, man. Like, yeah, cause yeah, everybody was so shocked because <laughs> well, they were shocked at the answer. Like most times players aren't that candid, you know, yeah. like, I wish, I wish I could get a player on the team. It's like, Oh man, but, they just don't they're not that honest so it was shocking to hear somebody say that in your estimation when you hear him say you know he he's throws a, a player friendlier ball when you hear him say that interpret that for us translate i mean basically yeah just kind of not throwing you know the ball like so super hard i mean it's kind of it's like baseball in a way it's like it's a difference between a thrower and a pitcher like, yeah, you, you can throw the ball hardest. Anybody can throw the ball hard, but can you pitch? Can you get the ball in a certain spot at a target? That's the, the same thing with being a quarterback. Can you throw the ball in a window where not only your receiver can get it? And it doesn't always have to be super hard either. I think that's kind of what he was saying. Joe Flacco, I mean, he he might have lost a little bit on his fastball, but at the same time, he, he still throws it hard enough where – his receivers can go get it. And I think some of them appreciate that touch at times as opposed to, you know, being young and thinking you have to break your receiver's fingers and throw it like Brett Favre, Dan Marino. And not, not everybody can do that, especially accurately. Like those guys can do it. Right. Right. Well, so, well, honest question for you. Cause like I said, I know it's short term, but let's just say hypothetically, this did end up being one of those things. Cause you know, it's always one of the things where like, say Flacco comes out week one, he plays lights out. Like say this guy comes out and he, and it's Baltimore. So of course it's like, Oh, he's going to be up for this game. <laughs> say is he throws 340 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Who do you think gives the team a better chance to win as a quarterback for the season? Like, you know, do you think it becomes a quarterback controversy in New in New, New Jersey? I'm gonna keep correct. Potentially, myself. potentially, yeah. I mean, because I think it's certain you have to find out about Zach Wilson at some point. But 
you know, as Joe Flacco's playing, if he goes out those four touchdowns and then Zach Wilson's still not completely healthy, then you start him again against Cleveland and then they go two and zero by some chance that you're like, man, what it <laughs> you know, you got a game against Cincinnati week three. You know, do you put stick with Flacco or do you go with, you know, Zach Wilson, the guy who hasn't been in there for the last, you know, however many weeks it would be at that point. So, yeah, I mean, and you know how you, you talked about the New York media and spinning things. And, yeah, it could get a little bit out of control if Joe Flacco just goes on a run there. But, you know, it wouldn't be – I wouldn't be far-fetched because, I mean, if they beat the Ravens, then I, I think they have a good chance to beat Cleveland because we don't know what's going to happen, you know, with Deshaun Watson in that situation. So, you know, if they, they were to pull off that upset, 2-0 and is not, you know, out of the, you know, realm of possibility. You know what? And the Jets, I think they had a better offseason than I mean, I think most people can be honest and say they had a good offseason. You know, yeah. I think they're heading in the right direction. And and it's kind of now at the point like, OK, well, let's see what some of these pieces that we're adding. Let's see what it looks like. And that's why it hurts when you lose a Mekhi Becton, when you lose, you know, your starting quarterback for a couple of weeks, it, it throws the thing off. So, um, you know, it's just it's just one of those questions that it's like, you know, what well, does it make sense for the team to actually even think about? Like, hey, we had a good offseason. Maybe let's just start Flacco. Yeah, I mean, look, they got Dwayne Brown, who they ended up picking up, who I, I mean, at this point, he's a better player than Makai Betton right now because, you know, Betton didn't miss all of last year. It's going to miss all of this year. And mm-hmm. we don't necessarily know what he's going to be, especially 2D injuries like that for a guy that's 370 pounds. Like, that's, like, very brutal. So I'm curious to see how he'll bounce back from that. But, yeah, I mean, they – they drafted well. I think everybody would admit that, you know, you go up and, you know, get a soft score in there, uh, arguably mm-hmm. the best corner in the draft to go and get a, a Garrett Wilson, somebody that can take the top off and arguably the best receiver in the draft. And to go back, trade back into the first round and get Jermaine Johnson when they did, when he was sliding, which people thought he was a top five or six pick in the draft potentially. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a home run of a draft. And you got Brees Hall, who a lot of people thought was the best running back in the draft. You pick him up in the second round, too, as well. So, yeah, they did a tremendous job, uh, whether it be free agency, also picking up Lincoln Tomlinson from San Francisco, fortifying their offensive line. They've gotten better. It's just a matter of the you in the division with the Bills, who aren't going anywhere, obviously. It's still the top dog. And then the Dolphins also got better, too. Uh, obviously, the main pickup they would, they would allude to is Tyreek Hill there, also like Cedric Wilson to go along with their receiving core. So, yeah, I mean, it's the, they just playing in a very tough division where other teams are, I think, are substantially better, at least at the moment. At least the Bills are, I will say that. It's the Bills and everybody else. Well, from your perspective coming in, because, again, like now you're you're in the AFC East, but like I said, you just got here. So from outside looking in before you got here, looking at the Patriots, do you think – because now I feel like um, in certain ways I would have thought that the team took a step forward now. You know, the, last year I thought they played well. Uh, they made the playoffs with a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. I thought he looked the part. You know, I, he's not Josh. No, you know, he doesn't have the – he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not – but, look, the guy's accurate. The guy's smart. The guy makes plays when he has to. He never really put the team in a position to lose the game. He always made sure he did the right things. I, I, I like him. I personally – and I, I – hate admitting that publicly but i like them so you know now it seems like coaching wise obviously you got bill belichick but we're hearing all this stuff like they don't have an offensive coordinator they don't have like how do you feel um that the patriots are 
position this year going into this season? I think I put them in like them the Steelers in a certain category where they're gonna win games. It's just a matter of like how many because I never count them out because yeah. of their pedigree and you know obviously Bill Belichick and yeah I, I like Matt Jones. I think people are, it's easy to kind of criticize him, but he did. I don't think anybody predicted them to make the playoffs. Well, I did actually, but a lot of very few people predicted them to make the playoffs last year. But they ended up, you know, getting a wild card. I mean, they got smoked in the first round, but you know, that, yeah. that's okay. I mean, you know, you have a you have a guy like there, yeah. a rookie to be able to you know to got, help a team get into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all you want, especially considering they were like seven and nine the year before. So I would mm-hmm. not sleep on them at all. They're, they're going to be. I think they do know who their offensive coordinator. They're just not telling anybody. I think it's going to be Belichick. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to be the one calling the plays. He just doesn't want to, you know. I think it'd be a collection of them, but I think he wants to call a lot of the plays and be in charge of that. So I, I, I would not sleep on them at all. Just like, like I said, I wouldn't sleep on a team like the Steelers either. Like they're, you know, they're a team that doesn't finish over five hundred. I mean, doesn't finish under five hundred and. They had a course out there in Ben Roethlisberger last year, and they still made the playoffs. So, yeah, yeah. So those are two teams that I will never, ever count out. See, Pittsburgh, I think, is actually going to be a lot better. Not like I don't think they're going to be, you know, a, a, a two seed or a one seed, you know. But, you know, I think Mitch Trubisky is a better quarterback than Ben has been over the last couple of years. Yes. I think Mitch Trubisky – with better coaching and they have better coaching in Pittsburgh, you know, I think with better weapons, you have a couple guys there that I think, and you got a great running game. Mm-hmm. You got a really good offensive line and you have some weapons. And then you yeah. have a, every year they have a solid defense. I think Pittsburgh could really make some noise. And you know what, let, let's, before we come back to the AFC East, cause I, I just want to finish talking about the Patriots and Miami and then get to Buffalo, but talking about Pittsburgh for a second, that division, AFC North, I, I got beat up verbally <laughs> the other day because um, I don't think it's a hot take, though. You know, I, I'm just speaking from, you know, purely purely a number standpoint. I don't think the Bengals are going to make the playoffs this year. Let me tell you why. Ooh, right. This is why I got beat up. I've been saying this. <laughs> well, so last season, I feel like Baltimore would have made the playoffs had Lamar Jackson not been injured. And I think they had 24 or 25 people on injured reserve for the year. Correct. Just incredible. Like, it doesn't happen. That doesn't happen this year. I think Baltimore is a lot better. We don't know if it's just six games or more with with um, you know, what I'm talking about. Lamar, I mean, Demar, yeah, Deshaun Watson. Watson. Yeah. Deshaun so Watson. we don't know what's going to happen out in Cleveland. If it's six games, I st- I still think Cleveland has a chance to be a pretty good team. I think Jacoby Brissett can win them two or three games. You know, I think he can be a 500 quarterback before Deshaun Watson gets back. We just talked about Pittsburgh. That team might surprise some people. Now, if you look at the playoffs, you look at the season, even headed all the way all up into the Super Bowl, I don't think the Bengals were playing football that was sustainable to be like, yo, they're a juggernaut. They were, the offense was barely scoring. The defense did their job. The defense yeah. did their job, but the offense was barely scoring. They they weren't playing. Um, they weren't. No, they improved their offensive line, but they didn't protect the quarterback. I just feel like their division is improving. The AFC as a whole is improving. Yeah. Um, the AFC West is a joke. Come on. You know, so I don't know. I don't think it's much of a hot take. I really don't think that the team overall is the Ravens. I don't think they're, you know, I think they have a better quarterback than Pittsburgh, but I don't think they have a better team than Pittsburgh. I, I think the Ravens will win the division, but I do have the Bengals making the playoffs as a wild card team. So you're, 
they're not completely off. Like I, I think Baltimore, I think a lot of people are really down on Baltimore for whatever reason. I don't know. Like when Lamar Jackson has been when healthy, like one of the better quarterbacks in football. But yet, you know, because you know what they're down with slide last year, we're just gonna just say, oh well, you know, he's you know he's not one of the best at all um, in the game and talk all this trash. Like he's been totally Dude. disrespected. Like this all season. It's recency bias. It's recency yeah. bias. Like yeah. totally. Like they were one of the best teams in football up until they played the Dolphins, and then they got the teeth kicked in. But you know, it would it started like a downward slide after that. Mm-hmm. So for me, like I, I think Baltimore is going to bounce back. Like we talk about pedigrees with Pittsburgh, and you know the Patriots. Baltimore has the same kind of pedigree too. Yeah. And then they're bully. Like they're a team that nobody really wants to play mm-hmm. because. They're going to hit you in the mouth and then let you know about it afterwards. So, yeah, for me, like, I think they're the, they're going to be the best team in the North. I think they have something to prove. And it would not surprise me if they're playing, you know, past, you know, the first week of the playoffs and maybe, be, maybe you know, Bills, uh, Ravens, AFC Championship potentially. Like, I think they're going to be that good this upcoming year. I do too. I think I think Baltimore is the team um, after the Bills. Personally, I think Baltimore is the team to beat in the AFC. Um, I think um, other teams have improved, but the reason why I'm saying is you got to remember with all of those injuries last season, Lamar Jackson was still in the MVP conversation before he got injured. They exactly. still had the most players from a roster that had the most players on injured reserve. They had the most players make the Pro Bowl. They had the most play like the. Just what they put on the field, what that team, the coaching staff gets out of those players. It, it just and then Lamar Jackson. I don't care what nobody say. You, I, I, I'm tired. I'm done listening to people talk about he's not a quarterback and all this stuff. I'm I'm tired of it. He's a quarterback and he gonna snatch your ankles at the same time. Yeah, nobody. Well, I, yeah, well, I was I was gonna say real quick. Like, why do we give you know Lamar Jackson the same praise as Patrick Mahomes? Now I think Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback. But, I mean, he's up there, too, when, you know, talking about the better quarterbacks. He's won an MVP. You know, he's won. Mm-hmm. He finally won a playoff game a few years ago. I mean, he is in that conversation of at least top 10 best quarterbacks in football. I just don't feel like we give him the same credit as we do some of the other quarterbacks in the league. Even like a Justin Herbert, who has not made – they have, the Chargers have not made the playoffs under him at all. But, yet yeah, he gets more better praise than a Lamar Jackson up to this point. That, that just baffles me. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you really watch him and I mean, really watch him when you Lamar Jackson throws the ball, yeah. he, he doesn't do it consistent. Like he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not like he's not the guy that's going to go out there and throw it 45 times in the game and give you. But listen, if you if you play with Lamar too much, I promise you, he gonna make you pay for it. We've seen him do it. He he was one of the most dangerous quarterbacks through the air the year that he won MVP. This wasn't just him rushing for a thousand yards. Lamar Jackson is that dude, but enough praise for Lamar here. Baltimore fans, I don't like y'all that much. So I like Lamar, but Baltimore fans been getting they've been getting a little little touchy with my man Josh Allen. So we gonna have to we gonna have to see them in a few weeks. <laughs> Can't wait to go to Baltimore and see them because anyway. So but back to the FC East, man. Um, so I agree with you. I think the Patriots are are always they always have something to say. Miami. You covered Miami for a while, so I know it, in a way you still kind of have a vested interest. Do you do you think Tariq Hill really improves the team that much? Uh, just him, no, because uh, I think it's ultimately going to be about two things. One, 
how Mike McDaniel decides to use him in that offense, which I, I think, you know, anytime you have a weapon like him, kind of like a joystick, someone that can, you know, catch for catch over 100 balls and, you know, get you like possibly close to 1,500 yards. I mean, you're improving your offense. But, you know, more importantly, it's going to be about Tua, like how he maturates mm-hmm. and like how he plays. Like this is it for him. Like this is a critical year. For him, they have surrounded him. I don't, you know, our Dolphin fans talked about how they didn't surround him with talent and this and that the last couple of years. They have done that throughout the course of the offseason. They've improved the offensive line. They've gotten weapons for him to go along with Jaden Waddle, uh, also Cedric Wilson. They've improved the running game. They've also have a solid defense now. And you have, you know, one of the best corners in football on the other side of the ball is Xavier Howard. They, they got to do it. Like, you got to make the playoffs. And you talk about them and, you know, I, like I said, I love my Dolphin fans, but, you know, they talk a lot of trash, but they better make sure the team can back it up. You would think that, you know, the Dolphins would be going 22 years strong without winning the playoff game with some of the checks that's been written on Twitter. I'll, I'll say that. Man, real quick, we got a real <laughs> I got a lot to say about that. A lot to say. But real quick, we got a word from my man Buffalo Freddy real, real quick. Okay, here's the deal. I know as Bills fans, we wait all year for the fall and the winter so we can go to the Bills games. I get it. Trust me, I do. But let me tell you why this time of the year is elite. It's party time. And we're going to party for so many reasons, whether it's a graduation party, a birthday party, family reunion, or just because it's Saturday and the weather's perfect. Here's the thing. My guy, Buffalo Freddy, has everything you need to make your party the best party of the year. We have everything from chairs and tables to premium tents, water slides, wet and dry bounce houses, and so much more. And that's not all. The best barbecue catering in Western New York has you covered, whether it's a small party or a corporate gathering. Buffalo Freddy Barbecue Catering makes everything easy for you. Rentals and bookings available now at www.buffalofreddy.com, or you can call 716-4-FREDDY. That's 716-437-3339. Remember, for all your party rental needs, just call for Freddie. Oh, my man, Freddie. And I just want to remind y'all that y'all are listening to the Code of Conduct podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are pizza shipping local and nationwide. Order online at PicassoPizza.net. So. We went through the AFC East a little bit. I want to still talk about Miami a little bit. I agree that I think Tariq Hill was that type of talent. You bring him there, he's supposed to be that guy. But but yeah, Tua, man, he got he to gotta show and prove. It's like, same thing. I just think quarterback play right now, it just seems to be polarizing, I guess, in, in the NFL in general. But when you look at Tua, you have obviously the Dolphins fans, but you have a lot of people that are saying like, well, you know what? He is accurate, which he is. And, you know, and hey, he has been putting the ball on his receivers in practice. I still don't. I just something about me. I just don't trust it, man. And I, I feel like he's frail. Um, I don't think he's injury prone. I think it's a difference. I think people don't know the difference. And I don't want to say he's injury. I just think he's frail. So he will be injured because of who, what he's playing and who he's playing against. I, I just don't. I don't know. What do you? He's what small. is your? He's yeah, small. He's a small guy, especially at the quarterback position. He's listed six feet tall. I know, I know he's gotten bigger, you know, gained some weight there. But, yeah, I just it's just the consistency. I'm not saying Tua was a bad quarterback. I don't think anybody would say that. But the injuries were also, like, some of the inconsistent 
play throughout the course of the, uh, his tenure there is always a big thing. I, I remember them, they had a chance to, you know, solidify themselves as a playoff team last year. They go to Tennessee and they just get completely railroaded by the Titans with without Derrick Henry, mind you, too. And then that game wasn't even close until it was just looked like a guy that was nervous. I know it was raining out there. It was freezing rain. He wasn't necessarily used to the elements, especially considering where he's played. But, yeah, you got that's a game you got to win, especially mm-hmm. considering how deep of a hole the Dolphins were in. And then you had a chance to make a chance to, chance to get into the playoffs, and then they just couldn't do it. The same thing, like a year, I'll flip it a year before that. You know, a game against Buffalo, they had a chance to get into the playoffs. What happened? Two or just they, the Bills just pick yeah. party against yeah, just, them in big just keep moments. Re- keep reminding Miami fans, just keep reminding them. Like, the only reason why the Bills lost that first one when Josh played is because of Charles Clay. That's it. Yes. That's it. Yeah. A Hail Mary. Like, if Charles Clay catches that ball, then Josh Allen has a perfect record against That's it. Miami. Which that ball should have been caught too, by the way. But you know, it's a whole different story. But yeah, yeah. had it not been for that, yeah, Josh Allen be yeah, just completely dominating the Bills, which he has. Like, I don't think anybody can argue that. Now, I do think it will be a little bit different of a tune this year. I don't think that we're gonna. I hope we do. I don't think it's gonna be a dominating situation this year where we go out there and we blow them out forty-five to ten, but. You know, I still think we win, but I think it's more competitive because I do think the Dolphins, like you mentioned, they surrounded that that team has talent. So I think yeah. it's going to be a better overall game. But I think what it comes down to in the fourth quarter, it's going to come down to quarterback play. And I just don't I don't believe in Tua. Yeah, I just you know, I just need to see him do it at this point. Yeah. I know he's good. I know he has the talent. But in those big moments, some people just, you know, they rise up. They're clutch players and other players, other people are not. That's just kind of how it is. And so far mm-hmm. in the NFL. Tua has just not been that guy. Maybe it, it's changes. Maybe the narrative changes this year. But you know, I need to see it on a consistent basis. They treated him like a yo-yo when they had Fitzpatrick there. You know, like there's in and out, in and out, pulling him in, pulling him out. I, I, I don't know. Started him too, so I, I really do. Especially coming in, coming off that hip injury. Like I yeah. think he just needed to sit the entire year and then come back his second year and then become a starter. Yeah, and I liked him coming out of Alabama. Like you know, seeing what we saw. At L- I liked him. I thought he was yeah. a good player, and I thought that he had potential to have a good career. But I think that injury, on top of coming back too early and then getting injured again, and then having a completely different type of injury, because I think he had the hip. And then what, last year when he played the Bills, I think in week was it week two? Was it like a broken rib cage or something? I, yes. I forget what the injury right. was, but yes. I just think again he's frail. So I think a lot of times with him being so small. You know, I think this game is just too big for him. And, and it's unfortunate because I think he has all the talent in the world. His body just it won't hold up. Yeah, they're just going to have to find a way to just keep him upright for the most part. But I think he's going to be a guy that's going to always have a little bit of nicks and, and nicks as far as injuries. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm rooting for him. Uh, one more thing before we head up to uh, Buffalo. I want to go back to your old stomping grounds, man. I, Baker got traded to <laughs> Carolina. And, you know, I, for those who listen to the Code of Conduct off, often or who, those who follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you know I'm not really easy on Baker. I go hard on him. But um, I'm happy he's out of Cleveland, and I'm happy for him to have an opportunity at a new op- or, or new chance down there in, in Carolina. Um, but do you think he's better – like? Is it a battle down there, or is it Baker? Is Baker the guy – like, they traded for him, obviously. So, I mean, it's Baker. 
is Baker really that good? Like, is he giving them a better chance than Sam Darnold? And I mean, yes. I know I'm laughing, but I'm asking seriously because I don't like Baker like that. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think you don't bring him in unless he's going to be the starter, but you're just, you don't want to necessarily say, oh, it's his job, but yeah. you want to make him earn it. And I think that's kind of what they're doing there. I mean, look, Sam, they know what they have at Sam Darnold last year. I mean, they saw what they had him last year. People were excited. I remember the Panther fans, they started 3 and 0. And then I was like, slow down, you know. You played the Jets, you played the Saints, and you played the Houston <laughs> Texans. Like, just chill, you know. It, like, let's see what he can do with better competition. And they lost to the Cowboys the next week, and then, you know, they only won two games after that. And, of course, they brought Cam Newton in. So, obviously, they didn't have a lot of confidence in Sam Darnold at that point as well. But, yeah, I, I like Baker Mayfield. I think he's uh, going to make a bit of a difference. The Panthers have some skill position players there. And Robbie Anderson, DJ, DJ Moore, I think, is one of the – Mm-hmm. underrated receivers in football. I don't think a lot of people know him because he's played for some really bad Panthers teams. And if you can get Christian McCaffrey healthy, that's a big if because he's mm-hmm. missed the last couple of years. But if he can get healthy and then they don't run him into the ground, I think the Panthers, you know, can make him, you can make things interesting in the NFC South. So I think it's a good situation for him. I know people back home in the Carolinas where I'm from are definitely, you know, optimistic to see what Baker Mayfield can do. Okay, well, that's good. I mean, it's, I guess for me, the reason why I was hired on Baker, and I think I'm going to give him a, I'm going to give him a new shot this year too, with him being in Carolina. He got a new shot, clean slate. But the problem for me was how he came into the league. I understand he had a good rookie year, really good rookie year, but he, he talked like he was Joe Montana, man. Like he was out there, you know, like they won Super Bowls and, and it's like, come on, man. Come on, man. You, you, you got to relax, Baker. That's how he's always been. Like he's always been a cocky, confident guy. Especially we talk about Tua and being a small guy. He's a he's a small guy too. He's a little bit built differently than Tua, but still, like he's a he's very confident. And yeah, I, I think last year, I think a lot of people are down on him too because of what they saw last year. But he was also injured as well. But he just decided to play through it, which I thought was a bad idea uh, at the time, especially when you have a you know Case Keen like. Case Keenum isn't the greatest quarterback in the world, but I think as far as backup quarterbacks, I think you could do far worse than yeah. Case Keenum. So I thought they should have started him over Baker Mayfield, especially when, you know, clearly he wasn't, you know, 100% in a lot of those games. Yeah, I feel like it was a Baker thing, though. Like, I don't feel like he really was accepting no for an answer. But when he's is- not playing well, then that hurts the rest of the team, too. I can see if he was playing well, but yeah, yeah I mean, you're throwing like three or four interceptions in the game. Like, you're at some point, you gotta be like, Yeah, I I, I don't want to be out there with you know, like, not like 50% of myself. Like, yeah, you have to have an honest conversation with, your, with yourself about that. Yeah, because then you have guys like me come on these podcasts and we say these things <laughs> about how you're a bum. And I don't want to call Baker a bum because I do, he's the first overall pick for a reason. Yes. Baker was good in college. He was a very, very good player. But I just didn't like his attitude. So, But we'll give him enough, we're going to give him a fair shot this year. Y'all heard it here first with Antoine Staley. Y'all heard it first. I'm going to be nice to Baker this season. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try. So, Buffalo. Look, man, it's a buzz in Buffalo like I haven't felt or been a part of um, since I was a kid. And, I, and last year it was buzzing. Last year was man, it was, it was like that in Buffalo. This year, is like that. What are your What are your thoughts before I even ask any specific questions? What are your thoughts going into the season on the Buffalo Bills? 
I think they're going to be the best team in the AFC. Like, I think they're coming, at least get, they're going to come out. And, you know, I think they're, the, to me, they're, they should be the favorites just because, you know, obviously, you know, we talked about Josh Allen and how great he is, Stefan Diggs, but I love their defense. That's really what I think their call, their great caller card is. And then they go out, I thought they had a nice draft too. And then they got one of my, you know, steals of the draft, I feel like, in James Cook. Uh, James, like, I, you know, everybody knows about his brother Dalvin, but, you know, James is good too. I mean, he made some plays, especially in that national championship game against Alabama and really fluid runner. I def- that's something I think the Bills have been lacking for a little bit. Obviously, I don't think he'll start the season, be the starting running back, but I, I think later on, I think he's going to be, you know, their starting running back and their go-to guy, especially as the weather starts to turn there. Uh, they can rely more on somebody like him, but I think, you know, I think that's something that they need. And, you know, and obviously, you know, it was a heartbreaking loss against the Chiefs there, but I definitely think that's going to motivate this team too. Sometimes you need to have heartbreaking losses like that in order to get to the path that you want to take or get to. And I think that's what's going to ultimately motivate this team to not only, you know, win the AFC East again and get deep into the playoffs, but also get make a trip to the Super Bowl. But yeah, I, I think it should be a lot of buzz. This is the first time that, I think I've said that since the nineties when I was a kid too as well. So yeah. I think they're that good. And, you know, I, I spent a lot out of them this year. It's crazy, man. Like as a fan, like it's crazy. And like, cause now like having honest conversations, one of the things I've always tried to pride myself on doing these podcasts was like, I tried to be for the bills. I tried to be like, honest and level-headed and like not to let my fandom come into play like there's times on twitter i'll joke around and i'll let my fandom show but when i'm giving takes i try to be like honest and it's tough because like i really honestly feel like we're that you know like we're that team and i've never been able to i don't know how to say that without it sounding you know i I sound cocky and i don't want to sound cocky i just want to be honest we like that though yeah, and I think uh, getting uh, Elaine up in the first round too. I think also to get and you get uh, White Travis White back at some point too. I definitely think having those two because I think he could be uh, a lockdown corner and having two really stud corners is definitely going to help when you play teams like you know. I know the Chiefs don't have Tyreek Hill, but they still have Patrick Mahomes, who is still mm-hmm. dangerous. And, you know, playing teams, you know, whether, you know, I know you're not too fond about the Bengals, but they do also have playmakers there, you know, yep, yep. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and teams like that. They have multiple weapons at the wide right receiver position. You definitely need to have two, you know, stud corners if you want to go far, I think, especially in the AFC where it's just so, you know, top heavy. And it's every and it's like you mentioned three teams there, but it's still you can talk about um, the Raiders getting better. They they traded for the best wide receiver in football. Yeah. Um, you could talk about, I mean, really, you, we could just go down a list. And it seems yeah. like every team in the AFC, like there's legitimately probably, I don't know, like I feel like there's more competition this year than it's been in, in such a long time in the AFC. Yeah, Denver. Like, I mean, like you got Russell Wilson. So, you know, that's the – you know, a lot of people are picking the Raiders to be a, a last-place team. But, yeah, I think if they're in any other division, like, they might end up winning outside of maybe, you know, the AFC. Crazy. Like, so, yeah, that's how stacked like that's that crazy. division is. Yeah. You, got, you got the best receiver, probably the third, fourth best tight end, depending on whoever you talk to. And a solid slot quarterback, guy, slot guy, and, uh, and, yeah, Renfro. Renfro. Man, yeah, and and they're and a good defense. 
They yeah. have a good defense, and they're predicted to come in last. Chandler Jones. <laughs> you pick. You picked up Chandler Jones too to go with Max Crosby, who I really like too as well. So that's crazy. And, yeah, it, they they got a. It's gonna be. I'm curious to see how they're gonna. Um, you know, end up this year too, because they got especially offensively, they got everything that you need, and I'm, I'm curious to see how Josh McDaniels' effect on that team is. I'm excited for this year, man. I think I'm gonna watch the most football this season than I ever have as a football fan. Cause you know, it's just, I feel like teams are like that this year where it's like, it's that much competition everywhere where you're going to be interested in so many different storylines. I um, agree. I think like having like, not the plug like NFL plus anything, but having something like that where you can, you may not see all the games like on that Sunday, but like to just go back and then look at some of those games, like on a Monday or Tuesday, mm-hmm. be like, Hey, you know, I missed that, but let me check, check out how the Raiders charges was over the weekend like yeah i think everybody especially in the afc you're gonna have a vested interest in what everybody else is doing yeah it's gonna be crazy man and then and again the nfl keeps winning man now we're on christmas day we're competing with the nba we're gonna drown the nba's market which is crazy because because christmas day has always been it's been basketball (laughs) it's been basketball and now we're taking it you know, That's a sports haven. Like it's gonna be so much sports home between you know you got Golden State and Memphis playing, and mm-hmm. any other like time if it wasn't on a uh, Sunday, that might be like the game of the day. The game, especially yeah. considering how they played in the playoffs last year, and John Morant got hurt, and you know he's definitely gonna be looking for revenge too. So the NBA did a great job there. However, but you got three NFL games, so that's gonna completely overshadow yeah. like what they're gonna do. So it's just it's just crazy, man. I'm 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 grateful as a as a fan that this is what the league is looking like. And um, so all right, one more trip, one more trip for us, and then we yeah. can kind of wrap it up and get on out of here. Um, so you're you're in New Jersey now. There's another team out there in New Jersey, and our guy Brian Dayball just left Buffalo, and and um and our guy Joe Shane Shine just left as well. Went out there. What is your um outside looking again? You know, because now you're AFC East. So looking at that division um what are your thoughts about so far what we've seen out of the new head coach and that regime over there what how what how do you think they're doing with the job that they're trying to bring in this team this season i like Debo. i think he's gonna do a really good job in there but i think they have a interesting situation especially considering daniel jones has been struggling throughout the course of training camp you have tyrod taylor who's there who's been, you know, obviously Bills fans understand know, and know him very well, who's been a starter in this league and even led a team to the playoffs. Uh, today, he's, uh, Dave has said he's going to be taking some first-team reps, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be the starting quarterback. But right. the way I see it is, if you're a legit starting quarterback, you, you don't let up those reps for anybody. So I think this is going to be the start of, you know, we talked about the New York market and, you know, quarterback controversy. I think that's the one you need to be worried about, too, as well. Uh, you obviously, you got Daniel Jones, and they declined his fifth-year option. And, you know, you got a guy like Tyrod Taylor, who's had some bad luck in his career and different stops, but has a chance to become that starting quarterback once again and see what he can do. So, I, I think, you know, I would not would not surprise me if he ended up being the starter there and, and for the Giants at some point. Yeah, I think he's better than Jones. I just right now, it, yes. You know, it just sucks because he's like you said, he's had some bad luck. But it's also, I think it's it's also been on Tyrod. Like as much yeah. as I love him, I think you know I'm very very happy that Except he was a quarterback. The situation like that was that like, wasn't that was as funny. Yeah, that was trash. Yeah. That was complete trash, man. Like, and I I wish that there was. I think didn't isn't it in like their contracts or something like that that he couldn't sue or he couldn't. Yeah. 
that's yeah. trash, man. Like he lost not only is now we know Justin was coming. Like, yeah. like we get it. Like there's no question that Justin Herbert is a better quarterback. But to lose your position that way and then again, like it's just no, that was just an awful, awful yeah. way for him to go out. But but Tyrod, man, he he um in Buffalo, I loved him and a lot of people did. We rooted for him, but he just didn't take chances. You know, like the first year he did, and then it just seemed like he got safe. And you know, we just we need it more. We need it more. And I hope I hope he goes does good out there in New York. I think he got the team as far as he could getting into the playoffs before, you know, they end up losing to Jacksonville uh, in 2017. But I think they had to go in that different direction at the quarterback position. But I, I remember covering that game where they beat the Dolphins at the end of the year on New Year's Eve. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that was like was a nuts. party in that locker room. <laughs> but, yeah. like, I mean, breaking that long playoff drought, I mean, it, it was like something to see. Yeah. No, I remember. I still, like, they um actually, somebody last week reposted, like, all the guys, like Jordan and Mike in front with Coach and everybody. Somebody was holding their kid and, like, watching the Ravens game, you know, when – the Ravens won or Cincinnati beat the Ravens. Yeah. So like everybody watching and jumping and like, so yeah, man, the moment was magical, man. It was magical. So, but Hey, let's uh, switch up from football. You know, I always talk music. I throw music at you. We supposed to have a show. So for those who don't know, it's partially my fault, but it's also, it's not, I wouldn't say it's your fault because your schedule is pretty consistent, but it's our sister's fault too. She, she, her schedule is the weirdest. And I'm going to tell (laughs) y'all, I'm going to tell y'all it's weird. We supposed to do this hip hop show called the culture review. And uh, so I want to talk a little bit of music. Y'all know I love hip hop. Uh, What you listening to right now? I just listened to uh, the Black Thought uh, Danger Mouse album, which I thought was tremendous. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've heard that yet, but I didn't listen yet, but yeah. Oh, you got to hear that. Like that was, that was tremendous. Uh, the game album came out last. I mean, it was it's pretty long. Uh, it's, long. It, it's like one of those albums that it has some really good songs on there. But if it was like fifteen instead of thirty, it'd be a much better album. But yeah, I, I thought you know it was pretty good. Other than the Black Slim Shady song, which I thought was ten minutes long, I just thought it was more of like a fan letter. Yeah, than they they were saying a diss. It, it was, that's it, like it, a fan cheesy. letter. Yeah, he, he's even trying to sound like uh, Eminem and that. Yeah. So I'm just like, is this a diss or a fan? Like, this is not a diss at all. Super corny. But yeah. the album was <laughs> the album was okay. Like, I thought, like, you know, I think it was, what, 30 songs or 29 yes. songs? 30, yeah. There were probably, if he would have gone safe and probably kept 18 of them, 17 of them, I feel like this would have been, he hasn't missed in his career. Like, no. I feel like his albums are good. This one is it's the it's to me is the worst one only because it's it's watered down too, long. It's too much. Yeah, it's too long. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. It's like yeah, make it a 15, 16, 17 track album, and we could be talking about one of the better albums of the year. But you know, you have to judge it how it is, and like it's just too long for me. <laughs> it's it's way too long. So you know, this is a Buffalo show, so you know I'm always gonna drop my boys. You you listen to any of the the newest Griselda? It, they they drop every week. Yeah, there's always something going on, like between <laughs> Biddy and Conway. Like yeah, like so yeah, I'm always like glued into what they're doing, like, always because they're some of my favorites in the game right now. Yeah, they just had the drum work fest in Buffalo over the past weekend, and uh, that was a really really good time. Conway killed it; he absolutely destroyed it. Uh, shout out to everybody over there at Drum Work, uh, Buffalo Soprano family, or uh, you know. Shout out to everybody, Benny. Shout out to uh, who I'm missing, Westside. Everybody, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for um, you know, Stove God is my guy. Stove God cooks yeah. for his album to drop. He um he recently signed the deal with Griselda. He dropped the one with uh with Westside. It was more like a yeah. joint album than it was a Westside gun album. Pretty much, yeah. Did did you like that? I know yeah, that was, yeah, I know she like, but did you like that? I, I like I like Westside Gun. So yeah, that's that's my guy. Like and I, I like wrestling, so he always brings up like the wrestling uh references. So that's always uh, fun for me, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the album for sure. Yeah, the mix was a little off, you know, but I get it. He he purposely kept it raw, but yeah. I, I would have. I'm, I'm. I would. I, I love, up, but yeah, it's definitely. Uh, it's interesting to kind of hear it like raw like that because it definitely has a different sound to it. So outside of hip hop, you listening to anything right now? Or anybody catching your ear? I mean, I'm always like uh, I listen to alternative. Like I, I'm a big R and B guy. So I'm always listening to, you know, stuff, you know, R&B wise. I, I think uh, I can't even, I forgot who I had somebody in mind. I, I've spaced out. But, yeah, um, I'm always like glued into, you know, R&B, especially like that's kind of what I listen to going to games, like when I'm covering stuff. So I kind of I kind of just want to be mellow. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be, like, hype in the, you know, Lil John and the club or whatever. Like, you just kind of want a smooth, soothing ride, especially it. when you're covering sports. <laughs> yeah, no, you got it. You got to do it. Because me, I, I I mess around and lose all my energy by the end of the first quarter. Now, if I was, like, watching the game, like, as a fan, then, yeah, I might, depending on what kind of mood I'm trying to get in, and, yeah, I might be a little hype. But even then, like, you're going to lose, like you say, you're going to have all, you're going to lose your energy by the time the game starts. Yeah. How how is that? And this is the last question, I promise. But how is that for you? Like as a, because um, this is your job, obviously, and you love the sport, you love football. I know who your team is. You don't publicly really say it often, so so I won't <laughs> throw you under the bus here. But no, like, how I'll is that for it. you when you cover? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I, grew, I grew up a Raider fan, so yeah. it's not like I mean it's different because I'm not actively like cheering for them to do. I just you know you hope for them to do well, but you know I've covered sports for so long. It's not like I'm just like. You know, if they win, that's great. If they lose, then, you know, I'm just going to keep going on about my business. But, yeah, I'm more, like, invested as a fan, probably more in, like, hockey and then college wow. basketball, especially college basketball and the NBA, too, the NBA. So, well. you, so you don't ever really get a chance to go back to Raiders games and really just fan out? Nah, nah, not really. I mean, I've seen them play as a, you know, covering them a few times. but it's Yeah, just, but it's you don't get to weird. fan out. Yeah, it's kind of weird because I'm just like in the press box and, you know, part of me is just like dying in the inside in a way. <laughs> like the kid in me and then the adult in me is just like, you know, it's calm right. and yeah. collective. See, man, and that's part of the reason why. So, like, I enjoy doing the podcast. I enjoy working for SB Nation and Buffalo Rumblings because it still it allows me like I'm covering the team, but it allows me to be the fan. I, I've had a couple opportunities come up in a way to where i could cover the bills and like have to cover them and honestly I, I turned them down because i just don't feel like um i would enjoy it as much i don't ever want to get to the place where i can't just enjoy my team well you you will it was just in a different way like it's not the same way like you should do it at once you should at least cover a game and see what it's like for at once just to see just to kind of compare it like, but you will enjoy it just be in a different way. Like, I still love the NFL. I still love, like, covering football. It's just I'm enjoying it in a different way as opposed to just rooting for a singular team. Now, like, so wide focus with the complete league. Like, I'm, I'm, I enjoy just watching, 
you know, Jaguars and, you know, the Houston Texans on a Tuesday, I mean, on a Thursday night, like, right, I'll, right. you know, I'll watch that, you know, you know, like two bottomless teams, but, you know, I enjoy the NFL so much that it doesn't necessarily phase me. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Like, I, I enjoy it where I watch anything, but I, I mean, like, when I go to Buffalo, for instance, for the Tennessee game, the Monday night for the opener, I, I like, I'm fanning out, man. Like, I, I'm if it's tables, I'm jumping through them. If it's shots to take, I'm taking them. Like it's happening. <laughs> well, that's different. I mean, like, like if the, the Bills play like the Jaguars or something like that, like, yeah, just like I think it would be good for you just to have that experience, just to be like, yeah, you know, being a lot, especially with the locker rooms back open now, like just to be able to talk to the players because you get like a different insight right, right. about yeah, the draft uh, was fun. The draft yeah. was fun. So yeah, you get like a different inside information and that type of deal. So yeah, it's just it's a good experience to have. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you as always, man. We're gonna have to do this again during the season, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, get you on and and just just when chop it up. Bills and Jets play each other twice, so you know yeah. how to find me. So when the Jets come to Buffalo, are you traveling with the team? Or are you yes. covering them from Jersey? Okay, so yeah, I'll be I'll be in Buffalo. So what I'm see this is the this is the issue. Then I'm trying to figure out if I should come to the Jets game in East Rutherford or if I should come to Buffalo because, like Buffalo, I feel like you know. That's home, food, everything. But then it's New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, either way, like, I'm yeah. be out. I'm be out in Buffalo too because like, I know I know some yeah. people there, and then we're gonna hang out and go get some wings somewhere. Like, I know this girl, and she has this wing spot there. I forgot what it's called. I have to, I'll let you know off air what it is because I can't really okay. think about it. But yeah, she. Uh, I was gonna go hang with her and some other friends, but yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, def- yeah. I'll definitely be out in Buffalo. Right. If you come to East to Jersey, then. Yeah, we'll do it up there too. All right, we're gonna rock it out, man. So, why don't you let everybody know where they can find your content and your work, and uh, we're gonna get on out of here. Uh, New York Daily News, uh, you find, find my work there, and also find me at Antoine Staley on Twitter. All right, y'all know how we do it over here at Buffalo Rumblings. It's your boy Jay Spencer King. Y'all love each other, take care of each other, and live in peace. As always, stay positive, test negative, go Bills. You ain't got to say it, I know, man. It's, it's cool. Code of conduct. <laughs> More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.